colorful melody is a beautiful story. It is a story that shows you sometimes you don't need all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed. Sometimes you don't need a story that's going to be super precise. This story left so much to the heart that I absolutely cannot put into words what I loved so much about this drama. Yet, I will try to tell you the story of Day and Mim. It's a simple story, but a very impactful story. Day is a traveler. He hails from Krang Tep to a remote village where he has agreed to be the music teacher. Before he embarks on his temporary position, he meets some of the town folk. And he marvels at mothers walking with their children, balancing temple offerings on their heads. And one very handsome man strikes his attention as he sits on the same pier that day is walking down. He is painting a picture of the scenery. Every person that passes him, every nook and cranny of the nature surrounding him is featured in his painting. The next morning, Day is introduced to his new class of pupils. They are an energetic, excited, and adorable bunch of children The village is too small for them to not have an introduction. And introduction they have as our handsome man, our artist, on the pier was the teacher. And as soon as they meet, they are joined at the hip. They are every bit peers and therefore have plenty of things in common. And one of those things, the most important thing that we see that they have in common is that they love each other. Neither has ever confessed, but a confession is necessary when you can play the violin as beautifully as day plays for men. Every day, and Mim watches him with rapt attention as 
oftentimes his solo audience. Day, the all-around good guy, takes every one of the children underneath his wings. And so when he is asked to play soccer with the children, with one of the only other male peers in this village, he gladly takes on about eight children. It's eight to two, the two adults and the eight children. And by all accounts, it looks like the children are actually winning. One day after such a soccer match, after Mim has been painting day, all day, he notices that day is very hot and very fatigued. And Mim has a surprise for day because Mim knows this village like no one else. So he takes Day to his favorite spot, a secret spot where nobody comes, where he can be alone, where he can have the solitude that his soul requires sometimes. And Day is amazed that he's able to find such a place with cool running waterfalls and pools that he can dip his surprisingly gorgeous physique inside of. And so he's cooling off and he is replenishing his strength from a day that zapped it from running and playing with the children. At some point during his bathing session, he lays back on the rocks and rests his eyes. And he does it a little bit too well. Because Mim, in a move that is pure instinct, crawls over today, saddles him. And kisses him. This likely welcome, yet fearful action makes our gentle day panic. And he disappears for a few days. Much to Mim's horror for his bosom buddy is a man that he wants to be his lover. Day comes back because he's not ready to go back home. And he's finally built the courage to face Mim again. And because meeting again after so long in absence is a little awkward at first, Mim invites Day to yet another place. This place is a few towns over where his mother died. They honored the grave. And Day is apologetic that I have nothing to offer your mother. And Mim assures him that it is your presence that I want so much here. Mim tells Day the story of his life which is heartbreaking 
Not long after he was born and just a little kid, his mother died, leaving him an orphan. But an orphan of the worst sort. Because although he was taken in by village folk and raised in this rural area of Thailand, he does not know who his father is. This further hurdles day into a position of deep remorse and sorrow for a man that, despite his panic, he is in love with. They decide that instead of going back to the village where they work, that they're going to make a night of it. They're going to set up camp. It's getting a little too late to attempt traveling tonight. So they take their mint Suzuki van to a non-distinct part of this little village and they set up and Mim places dish after dish after dish of food that he made with his own hands so that Day can have an opportunity to taste his talents and taste he does. Because Day remarks to Mim that he is starving. He is absolutely in the mood to eat. And after dinner, Day eats. Mim finally. Many of the interactions between these two, there is no dialogue. There's only a very melodious tune being played in the background as you can just imagine what their playful banter would be. And I found it more satisfying than if they had injected dialogue. The very last scene is of a woman who is playing violin beautifully, a beautiful song. And as she lifts one of her forearms, we see two little boys with the likeness of Day and Mim, perhaps showing that they were fated, that at one point they had been friends or had crossed each other's paths enough to be able to enjoy the music of whomever this beautiful violinist was. But many things like that and their melodious conversations leave the watcher feeling like this drama was about healing more than it was about jamming a message or giving you every detail of these people's lives. In four very concise episodes, we were able to watch two people who we knew belonged together tentatively make their way toward each other and then back to each other, surmounting the fears, the trepidation, 
the awkwardness, the resolution that this is absolutely what I want. And perhaps even the most touching part of it all was our character, Mim, who had a heart that just beat like a giant's. And they would often ask him, what do you want out of this life? And Mim would say, I just want to draw my pictures. I want to eat a comfortable meal. And I want to teach. Basically, what I'm doing right now, I'm absolutely happy right now. And I thought to myself, when I heard him say that, how beautiful is that? For a person to ask you, what do you want out of life? And to answer, I already have it. I don't want anything but to continue to persist doing the simple, lovely things that I am already doing. I think that's an aspiration for each and every person who listens to Irak Sarang including myself, to be content with what you have. Because after all, isn't that really what matters the most?